Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast focused on helping us understand the process of loss and grief with the help of those who are living it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 79. Through this show, you and I will examine the details we've discovered during our grief journey. We will share our experiences through the podcast, the blog, and on social media while building a community that desires a more open understanding of what grief is, how it affects us all, and how best to navigate its difficult path. Be sure to join the community, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. Now, if you like what you hear in the show, please share an episode and the podcast with someone you know who could benefit a community that understands the path they are on. Now, as I've mentioned before, there is no end to grief. But why? What is it about grief that seems to allow it to live on years past the initial loss? Is it the shock and despair of it all? Or is it the hopeless feeling of the loss itself? Come along with me as I discuss a new perspective of grief and the never-ending hold it can have on those left behind, while we examine the reasons we should consider trying to move forward in our grief. Like a song that gets stuck in our head, playing over and over again while you try to move through your life. So too does grief play on as you try to live through your loss. That one statement encompasses the truth of grief more than you could possibly know, especially if you are several circles outside of someone else's loss. If you are trying to support someone through their loss, but are fortunate not to have experienced your own, you will learn much by that one simple yet complicated statement. In addition, you may need to know, for no other reason than to better understand grief, that grief isn't always the feeling of devastation or sorrow. Sometimes it is simply a dull, unexplainable droning, a relentless feeling of being slightly lost. I believe because of the various ways grief can affect someone, the numerous ways it can show up in someone's life, that is part of the reason it lingers and stays a part of someone's life. But more accurately, it's also because there is simply no solution for grief. There's no resolution of the death of someone special, and yet we need to find a way through it in order to carry on living. And I suggest to you that the idea of carrying on living is to find a way to live with grief. You will see that some people accomplish this better than others. That's not to say it's easier for some than others. It's to understand that some may have a better support system helping them through each day, or they may be able to compartmentalize their grief a bit better while others may use distraction much better to busy themselves on a daily basis to more efficiently avoid their sorrow. One thing is for sure. One person's experience with and solution for their grief is not the same as the next person's. So we often find that grieving people are searching for answers, for guidance while they stumble through their experience with grief and sorrow and deep sadness. 
they are looking for ways to more easily navigate their grief and the long days ahead. That is why this podcast exists, to help guide someone through their grief, to show them they are not alone, and to share experiences which may help guide them on their path, providing suggestions along the way and cautionary tales to better prepare them for what they may experience. And above all else, allow grief to be more common throughout society, a more common discussion, perhaps. Demystifying grief, being honest about grief, thus allowing more people to understand it better. To toss aside the myths of grief, which oftentimes can be harmful, and for us all to become a bit more empathetic to those who are dealing with grief on a daily basis. I ran across a poignant poem by author Donna Ashworth, which I feel I have to share with you, not only because of its prose, but because of the perspective it shares and the insight it creates about grief as a whole. Donna is a Sunday Times bestselling author of I Wish I Knew. The book was created for those cast adrift in the lonely sea of grief. Donna's poetry reminds us that love and grief are intertwined, and life's true treasure lies in those we hold most dear. Her writings are intended to rejuvenate weary souls, which I feel is exactly what we who are grieving need more often than we admit. This poem's title, Maybe People Don't Want to Stop Grieving, might seem a bit jarring at first, but its message is clear. Donna writes, Maybe they are terrified that the grief they feel is the last thing they have left of that person, that if they move on from the grief, they will lose the final connection, the only tie. Maybe people feel united with their loved one in the realm just outside our reality, united in pain and loss, banished to a parallel universe where they can both exist together, still together. Maybe that's just too precious to move on from. So if you are in this space, or you know someone who is, maybe you can remind them that they are completely connected to their lost one. In so many more wonderful ways than just the loss, how can they not be? Inch for inch, the pain they feel equals the love they shared. At the end of the day, it's all just love. And there is no need to banish either. They can exist side by side, grief and love. And they do. Every day. Now, once again, that was written by Donna Ashworth. Her book, Loss, can be found on Amazon and is well worth the read. Her writings become an anthem for anyone who has experienced loss, especially if they are stumbling a bit more than they feel that they should be. Although your grief is your grief, my words and others can help. Take with you what touches you, what makes sense to you. Hold on to it if it helps. And remember to take care of you through your grief. Self-care is as important as allowing yourself grace when some days get tougher than others. Allowing yourself to grieve is actually okay. Understand one thing. As we walk this path without our loved one by our side, we will stumble. 
But we can't be holding someone's hand 24-7, can we? Our support system, no matter how extensive, can't lie with us at 2 a.m. when so many thoughts and fears creep into our heads in the silence of the night, squeezing our hearts until we feel as though we can't catch just one more breath. Sometimes, however, even words upon a page can help us to find the strength to pull ourselves up and take another step forward. I personally find encouragement through other stories of perseverance and strength, showing me the possibilities just beyond the horizon of which I might not be able to see yet. But my biggest encouragement came from an unlikely source, my late wife, Colleen. Now, as I write this episode, placing notes upon the page, organizing my thoughts to share with you for this particular episode's message, I find myself pausing just a bit right now, not sure if sharing this next experience will help or not, but I keep coming to the same conclusion. If I share this, perhaps we will all better understand the gift we can give our loved ones in the future, as Colleen did for me. This is indeed a new perspective of strength and grace, which has allowed me to better walk through my grief, and I hope it can affect the manner in which you walk through your grief as well. The following is an experience I chronicled a couple of years ago in hopes it can someday help others understand how a difficult conversation can be a priceless gift. It was a typical spring afternoon, driving to yet another doctor appointment for Colleen, one which we had a sense would be a bit different than the rest. A popular song was on the radio, not that I can remember which one, playing on as we drove in silence for a bit, exhausted from the more than three years of appointments, surgeries, tests, and chemo treatments. Now with an all-encompassing worldwide pandemic underway, our fatigue was not only due to the multiple doctor visits. The world now seemed to be effectively shut down, thus increasing our stress levels a bit more than usual. Slowly, the music faded as I glanced over to see Colleen was turning down the volume. I recognized the I've-got-something-to-tell-you look on her face, serious, concerning, with a slight hesitation. I knew that look only as a husband of nearly 15 years could, and I somehow understood this wasn't about the laundry piling up or the need to schedule a vet appointment. This was going to be an uncomfortable discussion, which she obviously had been struggling with for some time. And if I'm being honest with myself, it was a thought I was silently fighting with as well. With one last intake of air, Colleen began, You need to move on. I expect you to date. It's okay. You need to. She paused. I want you to, she added. And then the air seemed to go out of the car as I negotiated a lane change while we were passing the empty parking lot of our church and the school where our three children would spend the first 11 years of their education. Our two boys, only a couple of years away from moving on to the local high school, following happily in their sister's footsteps. But please don't date so-and-so, she strongly suggested. I don't think that would be good. I quickly confirmed her last request would not be a problem. Then I softly said, You don't have to say this. Everything will be good. I paused as she turned away. It has to be, I quietly wished. 
Now, her need for me to move forward came from Colleen's own experience after the loss of her first husband, Rob. It echoes inside of me to this very day. A need to move forward is rarely a desired action you seek to take after loss, but instead a necessary action you discover you must take at some point. In finding a way to live life once again after loss, you realize you need to take steps forward, no matter how small. Giving yourself permission to do so is the largest stumbling block you will encounter. You yourself will be your biggest enemy in this effort. Unlike so many on their grief journey, I am fortunate to know what Colleen wanted for myself and our children when she was no longer here. She told me. I'll be honest, hearing her wishes for our family when she was no longer here was a difficult experience, but it was a powerful and priceless gift she gave me. I often wonder how many of us are strong enough to provide that permission to our spouse, our partner, or our close friend, or our children. To sit in that uncomfortable space is not an easy task to do for yourself. To take it one step further for the benefit of your spouse or significant other is even more difficult. The necessity of it all for me and our children was no doubt the reason Colleen was able to face that uncomfortable reality with such strength and grace. I'm not certain if I would have been able to do the same, but today I know I could because she led by example and I understand the benefits it provides to those left behind. Now in this episode, I've shared with you some new perspectives of the endlessness of grief. And in turn, I've shared with you how my story and Colleen's selfless message to me has provided me a unique view on moving forward through grief. Notice my choice of words when I say that phrase, moving forward through grief, not past grief, because grief is something I know I will live with always. But I also know I will never get past my grief of a loss of Colleen, but instead I will learn better ways to live with that grief. And thanks to Colleen's wishes for me through her own words, I know that it is indeed possible to continue to walk forward. Although some days you will question the possibility of taking a step forward, know that you are not alone. And my belief is that your loved one wishes for you to continue forward for them, no matter how endless your grief may seem today. Thank you again for joining me on the Journey to Grateful podcast. I'm very thankful that you are here each and every week. Please stop by the community and let your voice be heard. Share your story or ask questions. I am glad to help if I possibly can. Head on over to journeytograteful.com slash community to access our social media channels, request to become a guest on the podcast, or contribute to the blog with your very own story. And while you're on the site, please sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. Also, I invite you to connect with me via email at tim at journeytograteful.com. And more importantly, give me a call, leave me a voicemail, and share your story directly with me. You can call me at 262-298-2428. 
That's 262-298-CHAT. Or if you'd rather just simply text me, use that number to do so. And remember, if you like the show, please share the podcast with a friend. Take a couple of minutes to rate and review the show over at Apple Podcast. It goes a long way to helping this podcast get in front of those who need it. You can go directly to journeytograteful.com and choose the Leave a Review button over on the homepage or on the podcast page. And lastly, if you are searching for a more effective way to walk this path with grief and find a way forward, I invite you to consider engaging with me in my experience-based grief coaching. Whether you appreciate the benefits of a bereavement group but don't want to wait until next month, or you'd like to try a one-on-one coaching option directly with me, you can learn more over at Journey Through Grief Coaching. That's journeythroughgriefcoaching.com. Engage today in month-to-month experience-based grief coaching, which provides you support when you need it. Your access to a small group or directly to myself is virtually 24-7. No more waiting until next month's bereavement group. Again, you can go directly to journeythroughgriefcoaching.com or click the grief coaching link at journeytograteful.com and discover if this is something that could fit your needs. Now, as I close out this episode, I'd like to share a quote from Jane Gildwell. It speaks to the balance of grief and living, which, as you most likely already know, is a difficult aspect of this journey. I hope these words will be some that you can take to heart going forward. You can clutch the past so tightly to your chest that it leaves your arms too full to embrace the present. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those who are walking on their path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.